This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest screen bloody murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original sin. So let's get rowdy and reckless. Let's get rowdy and reckless. Hello and welcome to yet again another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society and brought to you by Revelton Distillery. Our friends at Revelton not only sponsor the Tailgate Society in this podcast, but they also make sure that Chris is nice and lubricated. I am Tim yeah. Johnson, joined by the well-lubricated Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing this evening? We're doing well tonight. Doing well. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, uh, it has been uh, a long day. I just got done telling Chris that I was uh, having a robust discussion with a troll on Twitter, which, which I know better than to engage. But, man, sometimes when someone comes after you, like, unsolicited, I, sh- I should just, you know, uh, uh one of another Chris in in the tailgate society once advised me to just send back a bunch of ridiculous gifts, and that's what I really should have done. Um. Uh, so I did that for the longest time, I did like right before the election last year. People were so were so jumping into my mentions and whatever that at that point I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? Every single time somebody engages with me, I'm just going to reply with some kind of a gif. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, cool. Because it was it was like a hey, you said this. I'm like, no, I didn't read the tweet. Okay, well, you said this. I'm like, well, again, also read the tweet. I didn't say this. Oh, yeah, well, you said this. <laughs> well, show me where you said this. Paste my my tweet. Okay, now pick out the words in that tweet that you just shared back to me where I said that. I didn't say that. Um, you really want to try yeah. to get pedantic on me, but like literally show me where I said that because I didn't. And then it just continues with sending my own tweets back to me and me saying, yep, and that's not what that's saying. If you know how to read, that's not what that's saying. And I was just a bunch of that. And I know I should let that go. It's but hard. I've, I've, well, I've been in a mood today. So I, <laughs> it was kind of like, you know what, man? I've kind of had enough of, of people coming up with excuses um, I don't know. And you know what, man? The guy's followed me forever, and this is the first time he's ever trolled me. Maybe the dude means well, but he just really is is up on something. One thing I'm trying really hard to remember is that you never know what someone is going through, right? Like you and I have talked about this in the past, where like we've gotten fired up about something where it took someone else. Uh, you know, shout out Aaron Wall. Uh, God damn it! It makes me feel. Yeah, don't do ang- that. Don't give him I don't want to give him like credit, but seriously, like where it takes someone else to kind of like pull you out of your own, you know, situation to realize like, hey, maybe something else is going on. Maybe that's all this guy is going through. 
But I, also, he doesn't know what I'm going through, so I guess yeah. screw him. I had the same thing yesterday. I, I, I tweeted out. I had two different arguments yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really, it has not, I've not engaged in anything. But yesterday, I, I think I tweeted something out about um, the vaccine and, and Big Bird and <laughs> you know, and that whole fucking deal. And, well, I mean, Big Bird is a socialist. Let's, let's I, right. I know. Like I, I when, remember that time that Big Bird was wearing a Che Guevara shirt uh, on Sesame Street. <laughs> you, you don't remember that? Uh, yep. Yeah, I do. He was calling to take up arms against the government. Oh, he no, was. Wait, he was. That was yeah. another big orange. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was Big Turd. That's something different. Right. <laughs> um, but I. I had this conversation yesterday and, and, and I interacted with somebody that I, I interact with quite a bit who's a fellow cyclone fan. And we, we talk sports all the time, but again, it's one of those deals where we don't necessarily agree on the same thing politically. And he kind of jumped in and then I ended up going off on him. And then, I mean, it got, it got to the point where it was just, it wasn't good. And then he, you know, private messaged me and then I, I exposed him in some of the messages that he, cause at, at that point I was pissed and I was heated. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, it, the fact of the matter is, is all I, all I said was, is that I, I don't under, I, I understand people not wanting to get the vaccine. It's perfectly within their, I, I'm kind of the person that kind of looks at all sides of an issue and can try to see some uh, of some issues. Some issues I can't. Some issues are so black and white for me that anybody that's on that other side, I just can't understand why they're on that side. But the vaccine to me is a different breed because I can understand somebody wanting to make their own personal choice with their own personal health. I totally get that. And if you want to make your own personal choice with your own personal health, that is fine. I am not going to hold you down and stick a needle in your arm. Right. And do I miss... You exist in society, so if you want to participate in society, again, I'm not going to hold you down and stick a needle in your arm, but you now have to understand that your personal choice no longer affects you. It affects someone else, right? Like, I believe a lot lot of laws shouldn't be to protect you from yourself. Like, if you want to be an idiot, be an idiot. That's fine. But if you want to be an idiot that hurts someone else, that's where I draw the line. So, the, the, the... The, the discussion came because, and I think it had something to do with Aaron Rodgers, and, and I had said, I don't necessarily have a problem that he didn't want to get vaccinated. Sure. The vaccination does not stop you from getting COVID. That's Correct. proof enough for me. I had COVID last week. Yeah, if yeah, anybody absolutely. listened to the last episode, I was just starting to get it when I was recording the last episode. Oh, that was um, COVID? I thought that was herpes. <laughs> Hey, my wife listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, she admitted this morning today she doesn't because she likes to listen to listen to stuff that's uplifting. That's what she said. Wow. Music. I, she I, said, I like to listen to uplifting music. And I said, Oh, I'm not uplifting. And she goes, You're not music. And I took it, I took it as a compliment. <laughs> I thought she listened just for my sexy, sexy voice. I'm sure, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> but I said. I I understand that, that the vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. Nobody has ever said that it does. They've only said that it lessens your opportunity to get it to get COVID. And when you do it, will lessen your symptoms. Mm-hmm. Now, 
then this, you know, this whole thing about control, it came into, you know, they're trying to control us with this and whatever else. And I said, listen, I get, I, again, I don't, I don't have a problem if you don't want to get a vaccine. It's your life. I'm going to do it and I'm going to protect my life the way I want to. And I'm going to go live my life. You don't want to do that. That's on you. I don't even necessarily think that it should be mandated. But then I say, then I turn around and go, okay, but there's a whole shit ton of rules that are made by OSHA and the Department of Labor that are designed specifically to keep workers healthy in their work environment. I don't see you bitching and moaning because somebody ha- is required to wear a hard hat in a construction area. Yeah, I, 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 again, that's that's the thing that, that drives me insane about all of this is, you know, these same people that want to make this about personal freedoms, went to college and grade school and whatever with a bunch of vaccines, you know, already. These people that that are already talking about this go out to get licensed and certified and whatever to, to do their jobs. And there are so many other regulations in the world. And I'm not saying that I want to be an overly regulated thing. I, I do. I The one libertarian part of me is to say that we probably do have too many laws that regulate too many things. At the same time, we regulate things for everyone's health and everyone's safety. And, you know, again, I don't think we need to have laws that prevent you from from hurting yourself. But I do think we need to have laws that prevent you from hurting someone else. And we have so many of those already. Why aren't you – why are you not throwing a finger? Right. Exactly. No, I I, speed limits, uh, seatbelts. I mean we can go down the line. Yeah. And, 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 and you're not, the other thing that's driving me crazy is, is you're not being forced to get one. No. Nobody is strapping you down and jabbing a needle into your arm without your control. Yeah. Everything is life and choices and consequences. You have a choice to either follow the rule that your employer is giving you, mm-hmm. or you have the right to go look for a job that doesn't require right? that. And I had a conversation with some dude on, on Twitter the other day, and he was like, well, but I make all this money and, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, so what you're telling me is, is that you're selling out your beliefs for a certain dollar amount. That's what I hear. You don't want to give up this job that pays for all this stuff that you got in your fancy car and your fancy house or whatever, but your freedoms really aren't worth that, right? I mean, my employer requires me to wear pants. I'm not standing up and yeah. getting fired up about the fact of, oh, you're making me wear pants. You're infringing on my freedoms. Like, like, come on, man. Like, we, we all agree that our employers set rules about what we're supposed to do. And by the way, me not wearing pants does not physically hurt anyone. Usually oh, it's only going to hurt I... me because they're all laughing at me. I mean, it might traumatize some people, I suppose. But it, like, it's hurting people. but like like we all have rules that we have to follow like you have rules that say that you have to wear business casual business formal at work and no one's being like oh no but my freedoms i'll give you a great example uh my my uh, caitlin's boyfriend's uh parents work for a company and uh his mom works in an hr department and when we were in colorado over the summer uh there was a dust up uh, about a an employer there, an employee there that had just gotten a job and he had really long hair. And part of the rule for him to work there was is that he had to be able to wear a hard hat in certain situations in order to work there. And the hard hat would not secure enough. He had to, he, he was required to cut his hair and he did not want to cut his hair. So he was let go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was African-American. 
he had dreadlocks. So then he made a huge stink on uh, uh, with the, with the media and so on that he was being fired because of his race. That's not the case. You have certain requirements and certain certain safety requirements that go along with a job, and if your physical body can't do that, then now could there be accommodations made that maybe they they provide him with a certain type of hard hat that would accommodate that? Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, well, I'm but, and. And to be fair, there are plenty of examples where people have been asked to cut off dreadlocks yes. that have been for racial reasons. There have been plenty of reasons where people have been asked to do something uh, for the quote unquote, you know, rules that have not necessarily been applied equally. But there are also right. situations where it's just simply this is what you're being asked to do. I, I yeah, I, I get what you're saying for safety reasons. Right. So, mm. that I mean. Those are the types of things that, and we're, if it's anything that I've taught my kids is, is that every, there's rules everywhere. There's rules and consequences and, and things that you have to live by. And as my dad used to say all the time, the world isn't fair. Nobody ever said the world was fair. Yeah. It's just not. Uh, so this whole, so yeah, th that was the conversation that I had yesterday and I went down a whole fucking rabbit hole with it uh, to the point where it got, I mean, it was completely off tangent. But later on, he he messaged me the next morning and apologized, and I apologized to him because I don't want to do that. I don't. I, I'm not. That's not what it's. What I want to do is argue with people about shit like that. I know I'm not going to change his mind, and that's fine. But I, you know, I did say I said the the problem is is that we just, we don't look at things from every point of view. I no, I don't necessarily think that it should be mandated that you're vaccinated, but. I mean, I could sit here and give you 10 fucking rules that I have at my job right now that I don't necessarily care for. Yeah, and 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 I will say that there are rules in society that we have a hard time justifying. There are certain things that I think, you know, you and I as straight white males not e may not even realize um, are, you know, disproportionately affecting other people other classes of, of citizens. Um, and if those are a real challenge, I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I know that I can speak for you in saying that like, we want to be challenged on those, right? Like if there are things that might be about like a certain man, like to go back to my idea of business casual, like a certain manner of dress, if the job doesn't really require it and it requires someone who you're not paying enough to go out and buy uh, a certain standard of clothes that they're, you're not paying them enough for, to even afford in the first place, you know, that becomes classist. Right. Right. Yes. Or if it's not a public facing thing and you have certain dress code standards that might be uh, culturally insensitive, absolutely. Let's go ahead and address those things. Right. Right. And if, um, you know, it becomes a touchy scenario for vaccines uh, in particular because of religious exemptions, right? Um, but that's when you start to have to really tease apart. Is this really a religious exemption or is this like using religious exemptions for an excuse because your religious exemption should be applied to a lot of other things that you already do? The vaccines you already have or the drugs that you already have that have been tested in the exact same manner. Like like it, it does become sort of a, a, a challenge. And so it becomes a, a, a dicey, questionable area. 
I certainly have my opinion and I'm glad that I'm not, you know, I've been a hiring manager and I've been a leader of people and I'm glad I don't have to deal with that shit right now. Um, But it, it does get into questionable area, but there's also somewhere sometimes I just want to be like, come on, dude, you know, you're being disingenuous. Let's just shut up and move on. Yeah. My, my, my sister uh, is a nurse and uh, she said she has, I think she said there was like three nurses in her office that have not gotten the vaccine for, for religious uh, exemptions. And she said they haven't been to fucking church in years. Yeah. Or, you know, people who are even honest doing it sincerely for quote, you know, that are, you know, they've been, they go to church every Sunday, but I'm like, yeah, but do you take aspirin? Because that's also gone through clinical I, trials on, on, uh, on, uh, on board. You know, like, like there's so many other things. It's like, if you're really being sincere, you need to apply it a lot more broadly than you are. This is just the, the hysteria of the pandemic caused a lot of other hysteria and a lot. There's a lot of like umbrella hysteria. Maybe that's the best way to put it. You know, I will give I and and I'll stab myself in the eye with an ice pick here, but I will give Aaron Rodgers credit in one thing that he said yesterday on the Pat McAfee show when he said that both sides have politicized this this to the extent that if you remember before the election, when when Donald Trump was talking about the vaccine and so on, there was a lot of there was a lot of discussion on the left. I'm not going to take a vaccine that's rushed through because I don't trust him. Oh, I, I and I, I yeah, and I, I remember I remember thinking, you're telling me there's a shot out there that's going to make me be able to fucking go to a football game and I can go do all these things and see my mom. I don't give a fine fuck who's again at that point. I was like the scientists are doing it. It's fine. I don't give two shits that the guy that's sitting in the Oval Office is a fucking nut job. He doesn't have anything to do with that. So, yeah, no, I, yeah. To Aaron's point, to Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Wall, I don't want to give him any credit. To to Aaron (laughs) Rodgers' point, the minute that that flipped, both sides flip sides. Yeah. Now the right doesn't want to take it because of all these other bullshit reasons. Uh, And and I could name Tim, I can name you probably 10 things today that I put inside my body today that I don't know what's in those fucking things. Well, I mean, so, so my, one of my biggest problems has always been, um, that has frankly been more of a, of a uh, issue with the left is when it comes to, uh, genetically modified organisms or, or eating organic or natural because as someone who has been involved in food production, I can tell you that there are a lot of things the FDA will call natural that if you saw it, you would not say that is natural. I will tell you that the peanut butter flavoring uh, that I would put into beer is by FDA standards a natural peanut butter flavoring and it is a clear liquid. And first of all, I don't know if you've ever seen peanut butter in the wild, but it's already not a natural product in the first place. But there's definitely nothing about it that is a clear liquid. So, right. uh, and so, right. like, terms like organic uh, and natural don't mean a whole lot to me. But there are people who get really upset about a lot of these things. Like, for, first of all, nature is trying to kill you. Like, like 
you know, man, you can go ahead and have 100% organic, 100% natural hemlock. It will kill you. Like, nature <laughs> is trying to kill you. Let's not pretend that. The whole list of berries I can't eat. Yeah, right. And so, like, like you know, think about all of the allergies, right? I just mentioned peanut butter. There are all, there's a whole host of kids that can't eat peanuts in the first place. Like, let's yeah. not pretend like natural and organic mean a ton. There are a couple scenarios where I will say, like, organic milk has shown better um, things. But, like, have you ever seen an animal that has died of natural causes? Like, they're not – this is not – don't pretend like you you don't want healthy animals or, or health. There's a whole other thing. So I get up in arms about a lot of those things that the left has been, you know, up in arms about. And, and traditionally, it was more like that your anti-vaxxers were left because they were, quote unquote, environmentalist or, quote unquote, you know, trying to be green. But they weren't doing so with a whole lot of science. And so right. a lot of this comes from emotion in a lot of ways, whether that's right or left. And to your point of the... I remember having a, 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 a robust discussion with people on on Slack a year ago about whether or not this thing was being rushed through. And I'm like, look, dude, I don't worry about this. We know how to make vaccines safe. We know we've yeah. we've been making vaccines safe. The what the scientists are trying to solve isn't how to make it safe. They're trying to, to figure out how to make it effective. Right? I can even understand I can even understand that the, the argument that we we're not that far in to know what might happen with long-term effects of taking a vaccine. Cool. We don't can, know what the long-term can, effects of COVID are, and we know right. what the short-term effects of that are, right. and it's a nightmare. Yes, that and that's my point. Uh, so again, do I do I understand parents um, being concerned about giving a vaccine to their kid? when they don't know hundred percent sure I, you know, I, I'll give you a perfect example. I remember when the vaccine came out and Caitlin and I had a discussion about it and Caitlin was initially nervous about taking it because she was concerned. Well, what if it does something to my reproductive ability of, of having a baby or something like that? Like, I don't know that that's a legitimate concern for a 21 year old girl. Absolutely. Right. But I also, and, 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 and to the point that somebody said to me the other day, you know, if you don't think that the government hasn't lied to you in the past about things, you're crazy. Of well, course they have. And I, I, I particularly understand why, why communities of color have balked at yes, this. Are, I mean, are, are not uh, optimistic. Right. Uh, Tuskegee experiments. Right. MK Ultra, like there are clear examples in the past. That was a good, that's the exact example that my nephew gave. Was the, yeah. the the Tuskegee Airmen, and 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 that whole that whole thing, and what and what they did to those people? Yeah. But you know, on the flip side, maybe if we learn more about racial history, we would know those things, right? Uh, but that's a whole I, other I don't thing. know, Chris. That seems pretty critical. I don't know. I know, uh, right? <laughs> I mean, you guys can't have it both ways. You can't you can't yeah, bring I, that up and then not want to teach it. I'm just yeah, saying. I know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So, but, but, but yeah. So. I think it is a very valid concern for for Caitlin to worry as someone who may want to have kids in the future that she doesn't know what that's going to do. But it's already kind of been demonstrated that COVID has negative effects, uh, particularly on men. It, it, it's been demonstrated to have erectile dysfunction in men. Um, oh, don't worry. You're not using it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. The brow. Wow. I was gonna, I, I was gonna say uh, that would have been the symptom that you had COVID, but that would have taken a long time. <laughs> <laughs> It works. It works. Caitlin, this is about the time that you would probably want to mute or fast forward and not hear this next part. Well, <laughs> I was just saying, it's already too late. So, Caitlin, oh, man. I hope someone's well, you know, even the short-term effects. I was just talking about this with Stacy today. I said, I, I got, I, I literally started feeling symptoms two weeks ago when we recorded two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That Wednesday morning. So, I re- we recorded Tuesday night. I recorded Wednesday or Wednesday morning. I woke up. I worked for probably an hour and was shaking so bad. I I messaged my boss and said, I I need to go lay down. I went upstairs. I was laying in bed. I was literally Tim. I had an electric blanket on the covers over me and I was shaking and shivering. I was so miserable. And I slept off and on from like 10 AM to about three 30 when Stacy called me. Uh, So three 30, she calls me. She takes me to the doctor. Uh, he gave me a COVID test. Got the results the next day. I was positive. I started to feel a little bit better the next day. Immediately lost my taste and my smell. Didn't eat for two or three days because nothing tasted good. Oh no! I didn't no, even have no, any Chris, desire to want to eat anything. Chris, we we've already talked about music. We know you don't have any taste. <laughs> we can we can revisit that. By the way. <laughs> We can revisit that. But anyway, so um, you lost so you lost your sense of smell. Right. Which... And 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 didn't get any uh any any uh taste, any more taste than I had before. Uh, so yeah, so so, uh, so 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 Stacey has to, to like sleep next to you, so she's hoping she could lose no, her sense of smell. Right, no. So uh, she ended up sleeping in the other room for a week. Oh, oh so, good. But the point is is that now I'm I so last Friday I was out of quarantine. And I hadn't been to the gym for a week. I can tell right off the bat, even today when I was at the gym, I have zero energy. I have zero wind. I can't go more than four or five minutes without having to stop. And this is a 45-minute kickboxing class that I would used to go to and burn eight or 900 calories to. And I think I might have burnt four or 500 calories. Like, I cannot – I just cannot get – the energy and i was i mean i'm 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 a bigger guy but i've been working out there for four years tim it's not like it's new to me yeah no you know, i hate that i'm impressed i worked out this morning and i got to work and i started moving kegs around and i'm like my arms are like rubber i don't know how i'm gonna lift these kegs and so when i hear that you're doing a 45 minute kickboxing class i i'm very humbled yeah so i mean it's and I feel like I'm a fairly in, not in shape. I shouldn't say I'm in shape. I mean, again, I'm 290 pounds, but I'm in I'm in a lot cardio better shape than a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure I'm you're vaccinated. yeah, I'm sure you're way you better know? cardio than I am. So, who knows what those effects are going to be? And who know who knows how long it's going to take me back to take me to get back? Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm frustrated with it. I, I was frustrated this morning. I mean. I, I I physically like threw my gloves down because I was like, I, this is, I, I'm just not like this. So, but I can only imagine what it would have been without the vaccine. And again, that's my personal choice. I, you know, I, I, I get it. Uh, but the, the other part of the conversation I had today with, with the gentleman that I was arguing with 
was I don't understand also on the flip side and not necessarily him personally. I, I will preface this by saying, I don't want anybody to get sick and I don't want anybody to, to be refused medical service. That's not what this statement's about. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around people that don't believe the scientists when it comes to the vaccine and COVID. Until there's an emergency. Right. Or they don't have any problem. Listen, I didn't have any problem questioning the people that were pumping chemo into my in, 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 into my veins. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's in that. Yep. But you're yep. the doctor. I design websites and work in IT stuff. You're the medical doctor. You do your job. I'll do mine. Now, why am I going to pick and choose what particular medical advice I'm going to listen to? Yeah. So if you're not going to listen to that advice, tell me why you're going to listen to the advice later when they want to hook you up to a ventilator or they want to or they wanted to do something else. Because I can't that I can't I can't fathom that until it finally gets to the point where they're like, holy fuck, I don't feel good. Like, like, yeah, no, I would have a very hard time that if I were a doctor and someone was a COVID denier and a COVID denier and for the longest time they wouldn't get vaccinated and they got sick and they got sick and they came into me and said, doctor, I have COVID, I need help. I would have a very hard time saying, here's Google, why don't you do your own research? Like, like. Like that's what I would want to say is like like when why is it that you think that your ability to Google makes just as much sense until you actually need my help? You know? Yeah. Like like I'm not telling you this. Like, dude, I've never been charged for a COVID test. I've never been charged for a COVID vaccine. I'm not charged for that. They're not making money off of this shit. I know no. the government. I know the government is paying them for all this stuff, and it's right. been funded by all of that. And yes. I get that. But you want to make money off of me? You don't make the government pay you. You make a, a person pay you because the government is going to pay well, them. The government's going to pay them what the vaccine costs. But when they can the charge me, and, when they can charge me and my insurance, that they're going to charge seven yes. times what that costs. They're going to make way more yes. money on that shit. Like, don't, don't the other pretend option. like they're doing this just to make money. That's that's that doesn't make sense. But if they wanted to make money, Tim, Pfizer created ivermectin, right? If they wanted to make money and that treated COVID, why did they go through all the R and D to make a vaccine? Right? They are. Why not exactly. just roll that out and start I know. solving it? And I know. People? Well, I, I mean, I think it comes down to the fact that humans are terrible at risk benefit analysis. Humans are terrible at statistics. Like, I remember, like, my dad telling me that uh, he thought he understood things until he got to be a freshman at Iowa State and he took statistics and he realized anything I ever believed or understood, thought I understood, I needed to believe the opposite because it didn't make sense to him because it, statistics aren't easy. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, that's the reason why the lottery makes so much money every single year is because people don't understand odds. That's why casinos always win, right? Like you have a hard time bankrupting the casino 
Okay, I might have just uh, thrown shade at someone, but you have a hard time bankrupting a casino. <laughs> casinos should always win because the odds are always in the casino's favor because people are terrible at understanding odds. And so whenever people talk about the dangers of the vaccine and the unknown of the vaccine and the unknown of the vaccine, I'm like, all right, dude, but here's a sickness. Two things we- Melvin always told me. They're not building big, huge buildings in Las Vegas because everybody's winning. Yep. And principal didn't build that big ass fucking vacate that big ass fucking building downtown from people getting sick. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I I know, man. Uh dude, we came out firing tonight. I know. You really, you want to talk about something that really pissed me off? <laughs> we move on to that. I didn't realize this was going to be a what grinds our gears uh, I know, right? type of pod. Well, no. I do believe I said before we started, let's just go ahead and wing it. I, I know. This is this is great. I, hey, uh, uh, Bill, I want to give a shout out to Bill uh, because no, he went no, no, back. No, 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 no. Let's not give a shout no, out. No, he went, he went back and listened to, to our first podcast when it really was just the two of us being grumpy and complaining about things. And so <laughs> uh, I just want Bill to know that this is a throwback episode and it's dedicated to him. Old man yells at cloud. That's what we were originally going to call this debacle. And then Ted was like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it's turned into again. So uh, I know. Anyway, you All were right, saying. Here's what really pissed me off to this week. So I bought a brand new, I bought a brand new TV, right? For my basement. For my man cave. Target Black Friday sale. $650. 65 inch TV, sold, bought it for 300 bucks. Sweet. So I got a 50 inch TV hung on the wall down here. This this basement was refinished, I think, five years ago. I bought that TV before that. The people that refinished the basement hung the TV for me with the mounting bracket. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's got this mounting bracket that kind of swivels out so you can pull it out and then kind of swivel it around. Tim, I've never literally ever pulled it far out, but I wanted to look at it to see what the bracket was, to see if I could use it for the new TV, and I wanted to get an idea of spacing and whatever else. So I swivel that TV out. The fucking mat, the whole fucking mount falls out of the wall. The TV fell. I caught it. It didn't break. And I look. They used anchor fucking screws. For this mount, they didn't even screw it into a set of studs. They literally just 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 put yes. anchors into the drywall. Holy yes, shit! This that's TV criminal. Been sitting there for five years, anchored into the wall with just some screw anchors. That's criminal. And I was like, "Holy fuck, that's crazy!" So now I'm currently looking at this blank wall. I had to order a new course. The, the 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 thing that I have, the mount that I have doesn't fit the new TV. So I ordered a new mount. And then I was like, and I was talking to Stacy, and I was like, I think I'm gonna mount both TVs down here. And she's like, uh, you don't need two TVs down there. Okay. And then I thought about it. She never comes down here. <laughs> She's never in this basement. So I'm sitting here after that TV fell and I started measuring. I was like, I can fit both these fucking TVs up here. So I ordered two mounts. And last night I go, just so you know, I ordered two mounts for that 
for those TVs. I'm hanging both those TVs because you never go down there. <laughs> and she's like, okay, whatever. So I'm hanging two TVs. But now I'm sitting here with a blank wall in my office. There's no fucking TV up there. And I'm staring at the at the little holes in the wall that they put fucking anchors in. Who does that? So I do have to ask this, and and I I don't want to uh, fall back on a cliche, but uh, what would Melvin have said if if someone had done that to him and he and he found that they had misinstalled the TV? He, uh, I I I. I portrayed him fairly well because I dropped some fucking f bombs. <laughs> what kind of a fucking moron hangs that up? We've established him that I don't know fucking shit about cars, construction. I know enough to fucking screw some bolts into a fucking stud, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's crazy. I will tell you, my dad used to uh, before he ran the store. For years, my dad did um, drywall. And construction. He, I, for as long as I can remember as a kid, probably from the time I was in middle school, he, he did his own remodeling. He just, he just took remodeling jobs and that's how he paid for everything. That's how he, he worked for a number of years until he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And two great stories. We'll go off on a tangent. We'll tell a couple great Melvin stories. Good. The first Good. one Let's was, all right. So the first one was he was doing a remodeling job. And he installed this ceiling fan after he had sprayed and textured the, the ceiling. And this lady, and I used to work with him during the summer and help him. I was his gopher. That's what he, I was, where I would go for this and go for that. That's all I did all day long was just run to the truck to get shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there and this lady goes, well, I want, I want separate switches on the, on the panel. I want to switch for speed and I want to switch to turn it on. And I want to switch for the uh to for the fan and i want a separate switch for the light and i mean and you can just see he was like lady it's a fucking dial like you could just tell him just <laughs> you know and she's fine every day she's in there like well i want this and i want you to change this and i want you to change that and i will never forget it was about the fourth day and he's in this lady's house and he turns around and he says if you don't get the fuck out of this room right now and let me fucking finish this job, I will fucking walk off right now. <laughs> and I was like, how can you talk to her in her own house like that? But he was like, fuck her. I'm not sitting here listening to all her fucking demands. She's getting the fucking ceiling fan in there. The way it's fucking going in there. I'm not creating a whole new panel for her. Like he was not fucking tolerating it. The other time was so, I was gonna say so so, so Melvin uh, paid the bills, but he didn't have a whole lot of repeat customers. He didn't have a lot of repeat customers. The other time was we had just finished a job, and uh, he got done spraying uh, the ceiling and the texture, and it was that old popcorn texture. You remember that old terrible looking oh, popcorn? Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So he. Uh, we put all the equipment away. We put it all in the van. And and my dad, I mean, this is how poor we were. The d- Dad's work van would literally drive down the road. And if it would hit a bump, it would shimmy for like half a fucking block and shake <laughs> like the whole fucking thing was going to fall apart. Right. 
um, to the point where I was scared to death riding that van. I thought we were going to die every single time we hit a we hit a bump. So, anyways, I'm looking at the ceiling, and this lady literally is counting money into his hand. And I look up the ceiling, and I go, "Hey, Dad, you know you can still see the tape up here on the on the on the ceiling bleeding through the through the the spray." I think I'm being helpful, right? I was like, going to say, he was around here. Be right, he, I can't right? believe you're still standing. I would think he would want to murder She you. immediately stops giving him money. And she looks at it, and Dad looks up there, and he goes, oh, you know what? When that dries, that will dry over, and then it will blend, and you won't even see it. And she's like, okay. So she finishes painting. He says goodbye. We get in the car. I shut the door to the van and he fucking whips around and goes, if you ever open your fucking mouth again in front of people, I will kick your ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, what? And he said, I swear to God, rule number one, if somebody is giving you money, shut your fucking mouth. He said, you never speak when somebody's giving you money. You know what? He's like, now. Yeah. I did not lie to her. It will dry. But if she would have said, well, hold on, I'm going to wait to pay you until I make sure it's right. I got the fucking light bill to pay tomorrow, he said. Yeah, no, no, he, yeah. As as like maybe ethically questionable as that feels, like he is right. Right, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not sure how we got on that tangent moment, but that's there's my two No, moments. no, I like it. Um, hey, are you getting an echo on your end? I'm not, but then again, I've been drinking quite a bit, so I don't, I don't quite, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I, I, I may have over poured a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, I, we, we got on the, the Melvin tangent because I asked, um, oh, yeah, because of the wall and the TV. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, <laughs> I don't even so if you want to hear some bad words, I'll be sure to record myself trying to hang these two fucking TVs this weekend. Uh, I, I honestly, I think honestly, old man Shank needs uh, a uh, a YouTube channel, and we can just have some videotape that. Like, see if, if I'll have Taylor come down over. the video. She, yeah, exactly. She videotaped me one time installing some shelves for Stacy for Mother's Day. <laughs> It might be the funniest thing I've ever watched. The amount, it's a simple little shelf in a cupboard. The amount of cussing and bitching that I did is, it's it's a lot. Just for one tiny little shelf in a cupboard. Oh, I, I, I can oh, imagine. I once put together a basketball hoop for the boys. Got it all put together. And Stacy came out. And I said, look, I got it all put together. And she goes, um, the base is on backwards. <laughs> I go, where the fuck have you been for the last hour? You could have helped me. And she goes, well, I assumed that since there was a picture on the box that you probably could have figured it out. Oh, I, I'm going to say that, like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a uh, carpenter. Um, you know, I've built 
some handmade wood projects here and there. I, you know, I've got a, I've got a table saw and a hand, you know, a circular saw, a reciprocating saw. I've got like your basic kind of woodworking tools that like every homeowner should have. Uh, probably more than you probably have. Um, no, but that's only because Stacy had a lot more tools than I did. When we got <laughs> <laughs> but one, one thing I have learned, like watching other friends or, you know, people I've been with that, like, even just putting together, like, you know, your basic Ikea furniture or furniture where there's, like, instructions on how to put together. Um, are we hanging out? No, what, is, what is going on? I, I clicked a button and now we're in some kind of jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we do need to make this into a YouTube channel every now and then because <laughs> our poor listeners... Have have been suffering for the last five minutes of us just dealing with technical difficulties you know and now whatever the hell you did. I know, right? If I could get it to to split screen, I would totally, uh, I I would totally post this to our YouTube channel just for the shits and giggles. But I I can't I can't imagine uh, what it would be like if I did this thing with a computer guy, like a guy who literally worked with computers for a living. What? <laughs> Like, that's that's what I used to do. Oh yeah. Well. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, like I've learned, like I'm decent at putting together some things, but I've seen like what some friends have put together just of just off of following the instructions. And I want to just say, like, man, I'm not super smart, but I'm spatially oriented. But how did you look at the picture on the box? And look at what you put together and be like, yep, I'm done. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I bought um, <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace, I bought this uh, Skybox uh, pop machine by Maytag that has an Iowa State logo. It's all branded with Iowa State stuff. Like a Papa shot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, it's a, it's a pop machine. Oh, oh, it's, it's, oh, gotcha. Yeah, but it's a smaller one that sits on a stand, and it's so for the basement. Yeah, which Stacy rolled her eyes. Of course. But they wanted they wanted twenty dollars for it. Okay, first of all, I know for twenty dollars, there's something wrong with it, right? They ain't selling it for twenty dollars, and it's working fine. But the guy literally said it just needs Freon. Okay, so I bought it. It all powers on. I start googling, can't find a fucking thing on how to fill it with Freon. So now I'm like, I don't even know how to fill it with Freon. Some of the things that I've read says that you can't actually just hook up a Freon thing. You got to buy this fucking adapter. Now I'm thoroughly confused, right? So then I thought, well, at least I'll plug it in and power it up and see if it, you know, will at least dispense pop, right? Mm -hmm. Hit the buttons, nothing comes out. I put pop in there, hit the buttons, nothing come out. Well, now I don't know what's wrong with it. Do you know that nobody works on pop machines? Nobody. No, no, no. no. So I guess I'm going to have a fancy little thing to put in my basement with all the lights on it, but it's not going to dispense pop. I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. But it's one of those deals where there's a couple of YouTube videos, but I get about three minutes in and I'm like, I don't know that I can do this. <laughs> no, even like the beverage guys, they don't they don't touch that. So like, so when I was at when I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, then then I um I learned way too much about soda 
soft drink dispense systems. Yeah. Uh, because I let up the conversion from Coke to Pepsi, which sounds like a minor thing, but it's like an incredibly huge thing that yeah. whoever has your, 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 uh, soft drink dispenser in, in your chain restaurant, you think that's a minor thing. No, that's a gigantic. Well, cause first of all, they're, they're huge rivals. And so then like, if you want to open up a restaurant that serves both Coke and Pepsi, sure. You can do that. Um, you're not going to get the price break that you're going to get. If you sign an exclusive contract. Right. They're going to give you insane price breaks, insane rebates, insane uh, pass-through rights on marketing assets, right? Like, if, if you say, hey, I want both Coke and Pepsi, well, good luck being able to use, like, Pepsi and their NFL rights or their, their rights with the, with music artists or Coke and, and their um, – which support do they have? They don't um, like anyway, but like all of those pass through rights, you're not going to be able to get that. And so they are cutthroat on all of those things. And then when it comes to their dispense equipment, uh, you would have thought it would have been like, hey, the Coke machine goes out, the Pepsi machine goes in. It was like, no, you have to schedule a time where the Coke tech can come in and he's going to pull everything out. Oh, the pe- the Pepsi guy wants to come in and do a site survey. Well, no, we need to make sure that they can't see this and this and this and this, and then we'll come in and we'll pull it out and we're gonna make sure. And so it was like a week long transition of just the soda machine because they had all their. We don't want our tech seeing what the other guy is doing. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just bag in a box soda. There's nothing but no to them. It is like. Well, I will tell you, we have a loyal listener that works for one of those companies. I won't say which one. He listens every time. And I messaged him the other day and said, uh, you don't happen to know anybody that can work on pop machines, do you? Yeah, well. He was like, uh, garage self fine isn't working, I take it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy how much they don't want to uh, interact. And then, like, when you get the rare guy that has jumped from one brand to the other, like, they almost feel afraid to talk about those. It's it's just so ridiculously bizarre. Because, again, it's just dispensing carbon dioxide, water, and syrup. But it's a, it's okay, a whole so thing. Okay, so certain individual, I'll call it, his name is Dave. I will just say I want to know how accurate this is that Tim has said that that it's that that big of a deal and that big of a of a system to change. We'll find out what he says here. So, I'll be curious to to say what he says because I will tell you that that part the coordinating getting Coke out and getting Pepsi in was a nightmare because those two did not want to play along at all, and that might just be you know because they lost a big national account. Yeah, I remember years and years ago, uh, before Dad did construction, one of his jobs was traveling around Iowa to different restaurants selling those big pop-like cylinders that was full of syrup. Mm-hmm. That's what his job was. Yeah, and they don't and they don't use those. I mean, that's what we use for home brewing. Um, I mean, now it's all bag in a box. It's literally just a right, plastic yeah. bag in a yeah, box. Yeah, these were big cylinder, like long, like tubes of some sort. Yeah, they're 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 yeah. five gallon uh, uh, corny kegs. Yep. Yeah, 
Yeah, the two different styles for for Coke and Pepsi. Even that was the other thing. Like like the different post. Like it's it's all the same technology, but they all have to make it slightly different to make it pr- proprietary. Now there are neutral ones, right? Like there are, you know, your mom and pop shop has just a soda fountain that they can slap the different Lexan on, and that they're gonna be able to serve whatever they do. And they all have to learn how to play along with Dr. Pepper. Because Dr. Pepper isn't isn't Coke or Pepsi, but good luck selling either Coke or Pepsi in the state of Texas without Dr. Pepper. Really? Uh, yeah, so that's literally the thing. Like, if you build in a, a... I don't know when we became, like, a restaurant soda management podcast. But, like, literally, if you build in... <laughs> uh, if you build in, like, I'm going to be exclusively Coke or exclusively Pepsi so I can get my rebates, I can get my marketing pass-through rights, then, the state, then all of your franchisees in the state of Texas will say, there's no way I can operate without Dr. Pepper. And both of, and both of those brands have said, you know what? They are right. They need to have Dr. Pepper. The state of Texas is... Uh, well, dude, it's like it's like the Big Twelve. The state of Texas carries way too big of of clout than they should, but they yeah. do, and so that's why you see Dr Pepper in these other places. First of all, they know that Dr Pepper isn't. They don't have the brand portfolio to take over, so they're not. Neither of them are threatened by Dr Pepper, but they both know that they're going to have to work with Dr Pepper, right? So Coke has Pib Extra. Used to be Mr Pib, now it's just Pib Extra. Pepsi doesn't really have anything that competes, but they both know that neither of them can really compete with Dr. Pepper. And so they both just kind of like conceded, particularly in those states, like we're going to have to allow that to go on. Mm. Um, and so it really is interchangeable, but they both really like to pretend like it's not. Interesting. Yeah. I, I Again, it's, it's CO2, it's water, and it's syrup. And so you can change your fitting from being like a post to like a, you know, a different quick connect or whatever. But man, I know it's soda is is really ridiculous, and you can't do that in in, in the alcohol world. So it it makes it ten times worse. Well, in the spirit of that, if anybody knows how to work on a Skybox Maytag pop machine, hit me up because <laughs> I need it fixed. Man, this is not where, like, when you and I were talking about what we're going to talk about tonight, this is not where I thought all of this was going to go. This this podcast has gone off the rails in seven different ways, but we came out firing, so. um, It it, it might be because, A, I over-poured on the whiskey. (laughs) You you ever drink so much that your face starts to go numb? (laughs) Feeling a little numb around the around the cheeks a little bit ah uh, no that's that's uh that's good what's the drunkest you ever been oh um boy uh that might lead to uh a, a whole other podcast <laughs> well, i want to know now um, i'll tell you if you tell me yours what's the drunkest you've ever been Oof. i mean i i have been blackout i'm not gonna lie um, trying to think one of the most embarrassing things that I've probably done while 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 under the influence. 
Um, hmm. There's a lot of bad stories that I'm not proud of, but not necessarily one that I can pin. I mean, you seem like you. Well, no, I'll I'll tell you, and I'll one up you. But I, you seem to have something in your mind. So, so what 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 would you say was it? Was this when you went? I when, would say the went, one for me would be, and I, I don't know that I've ever told this story before. Any? Do you know what a cement mixer is? Yes. Okay. For the for the listening audience, the cement mixer is basically a shot of Bailey's Irish cream and some lime juice. And it then turns into almost like a solid, like mush of almost like ice cream type of like, not cold, but that consistency. It, yeah. It, it's not right? curdled, but it, but it kind of curdles into like a, like a solid, like, like, like a yogurt type cottage cheesy type of thing. Yes, in your mouth. Yeah. Right. So we, a uh, buddy of mine, um, his name was Jeff Skalicki. He was from, uh, he worked with me at a video store. He was going to Grandview University. This was probably 1989, 90. So I was, I was under 20. Mm-hmm. And there was a bar here on the South side called Doc and Eddie's. And if you went before four o'clock, they never ID'd you. So we would go at four, we would go at like four o'clock mm-hmm. on Friday nights and play pool and play darts or whatever. And I can't remember who told me about this drink, but I was like, uh, we're, I'm going to, I ordered this a couple shots of, of, uh, of this cement mixer. And he was like, I am not absolutely not drinking that. So I drank both of them. And then we proceeded to drink Bud Lights all night and play pool and play darts. So it was probably, I don't know, midnight before we staggered staggered home. Can't tell you how we got home. Uh, he lived on the west side. I lived on the south side, which was maybe five minutes from Doc and Eddie's. And I'm laying in bed the next morning, and I'm telling you, dude, I'm fucking hurting. I'm, I'm queasy. And I'm in the bathroom, and I just start throwing up. And it's nothing but beer. I, I mean, I've not absorbed all the beer that I drank mm-hmm. and I'm, I, it's, it's probably six in the morning and I'm throwing up for an hour nonstop without oh, leaving the bathroom. That sounds terrible. And then all the beer was done and then not, not exaggerating, probably 45 minutes of dry heaving into the toilet That sounds to the terrible. point where I, as my sister used to say, it's almost like you're selling Buicks. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, like and pretty soon my mom knocks on the door. I'm living at my parents' house, by the way. And my mom knocks on the door and I'm like, I'm really sick. I don't feel good. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, she feels really bad for me until she goes down and says to Melvin, I think Chris is really sick. And Ted goes, He's not sick. He was out fucking drinking all night. He's got the and brown bottle flu. Instantly, my mother's sympathy was out the fucking window at that point. So she's pounding on the door, calling me a selfish bastard. She felt bad for me, and it turns out I can't handle my drinking. I mean, the whole thing, while I'm dry heaving, finally, I throw up that glob of cement mixer into the toilet. <sighs> 
It had been sitting in the pit of my stomach the entire time. It probably had to feel so good, though, to get that out. It did. And then I go lay down, and I wake up to go to work, and I go in the restroom, and I had thrown up so bad that I broke all the blood vessels around my eyeballs. And I had two black eyes. And I had to go to work in a video store with public. And I'm, it's nighttime and I'm literally working in the video store with sunglasses on. And the guy I went to, to, to party with the night before is working with me. And he's like, uh, did your dad punch your lights out when you got home last night? And I was like, no, I dry heaved so bad I broke the blood vessels around my eyeballs. No, I, so I had that happen. So not from, not from drinking. I had. I think I told you, I never went to a doctor to confirm this, uh, but I'm pretty sure I got salmonella uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and it laid me up for for a couple of weeks. I had a fever of 103, 104 for a couple of days, and my my the blood vessels in my eyeballs completely burst. Um, I. But there's something, particularly something like that, where you've got like food poisoning, and like when you get that out of your your system, you feel like instantly you feel so much better to kind of like to finally get the yeah. thing that is making you feel terrible once you like get that out of your system. Yeah, like it's a night and day difference once you get that out. But yeah, that 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 would be pretty bad. Um, that's not embarrassing. Like the 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 story I was gonna tell that was embarrassing is um I was out at Court Avenue with some friends. Um and 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 you know, the night sort of got away from me and I went back to my friend uh lived uh West Des Moines, Urbandale. I don't really remember where the the, the border is. It's kinda off of that Hickman eighty sixth area or whatever. Anyway. Lived out that way. Uh, we took a cab back to his place and and uh, hung out and you know made a, a frozen pizza and watched some TV and fell asleep and I slept on the couch and somewhere around I don't know three in the morning four in the morning I woke up and I had to pee and I walked to what I thought was the bathroom to pee and he walked out and he's like and he I, I didn't do it but he caught me. Uh, mistaking his dishwasher for for a toilet, I had pulled the door of the 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 dishwasher down, and he stopped me. But uh, had he not stopped me, that would have been like the you know, uh, a combination of of you know, being half asleep and the fact that most of that sleep was just under the influence of alcohol. Um, I very nearly peed in his dishwasher, which I'm glad he caught me, uh, not to save the embarrassment because I'm afraid that he would have done his dishes after that. I had a roommate that did that my freshman year. I think we were in our dorm for two weeks. He came home from a party. He had drank so much that he mistook our couch for the toilet. Oh, yeah. All over peed all over our couch and right on the couch was my book bag with all my brand new books i just bought at the bookstore oh no 400 and some dollars worth of books 
that I made him rebuy because I was not walking around with urine stained textbooks my freshman year. Not that I ever cracked a book and would and used them. Yeah, exactly. Sort of I was gonna I was gonna say you made him repay for books you never used in the first place. Right. Yeah, no, I mean I you know, I heard plenty of those stories. I had a friend that actually, you know, didn't loft the beds but had bunk beds and actually peed on someone on a lower bunk or something like that. Like, you know. Some of those are, are certainly embarrassing too, but um, oh, yeah. Man. Well, we're we're not to that level tonight, thankfully. Um, no, but, but no. you can't feel your feel your face, so we certainly came out here firing uh, on all cylinders. I feel better now. I I feel better now. Oh, good, excellent. Um, I last time I was really drunk, it might have been. Matter of fact, it might have showed up on my time hop today. <laughs> Let me look. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I, Taylor had just moved out. She moved to Vinton. And we went and saw her in Vinton. And she was living in an apartment. And I'll never forget, her apartment was so, she wouldn't let me in her apartment. Because mm -hmm. it was that bad. I remember this. And I was so mad that I came home. And uh, we had some friends over and we had drank, we were playing cards and I drank all the beer that was in my fridge out in the garage. And our neighbors down the street had a bunch of beer in their fridge. And I remember calling them and they were out of town and I got them to convince me to give me the code to their garage. <laughs> so I could walk down and get more beer and Stacy wouldn't let me go. <laughs> When yeah, uh, when I night. when I was in college, uh, uh, a buddy lived. So, um, what is that? Hayward. That's that's uh, west of of Welch, right there by the creek. Uh, anyway. yeah, I think so. Anyway, um, so we were crossing the creek, and then there was a fence that. You, that there was a board that was loose that if you were coming from the west you could push out of the way and sneak through but if you were coming from campus town to go to west you had to pull the board out of the way um, but my friend had a bit too much to drink and uh, the board was not pushing out of the way because he had to pull it out of the way so he punched it <laughs> uh, and he broke his hand and, uh, you know, he didn't get that address that night, but the next day when he went to the doctor and he told uh, the doctor what he had done, <clears throat> the doctor said, well, you know, you're going to need a cast. You're going to need a plaster cast. Because he had broke his mm -hmm. hand and kind of his wrist or whatever. And he's like, and just to teach you a lesson, I'm going to give you a bright pink cast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the listeners our age from Iowa State remember barn parties. Did you ever go to a barn party? Oh, oh, I absolutely remember a barn party. Uh, I, look, now imagine now in 2020, the concept of random school buses just showing up at a designated point mm -hmm. and just hauling off college students 10 miles outside of Ames to this random farm where this guy had a keg truck in his barn mm -hmm. and 
kids did nothing but drink kegs and drink all night and dance in a barn and then get on the bus to go home and drop them off at the same random spot and they were on their way on their own to get back to their dorms i i up until about five years ago i still had um a set of speakers that uh, were the house speakers for a barn party outside of Huxley for the longest time. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't even tell you where that barn was or what part of Ames it was, but it always, we always got picked up outside of Maple Willow Larch. That's oh, yeah. where we always got picked up at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That no, I, good. yeah, no, I, I remember one, uh, just North of Huxley, uh, that uh you know people used to think oh man we're in the middle of nowhere and i'm like ah (laughs) don't worry and that's what i said don't worry until my friend got picked up trying to like halfway to boone trying to hitchhike home and going the wrong way (laughs) oh my gosh the best was when your floor would host the barn parties Mm -hmm. and then you got to work the cake truck (laughs) <laughs> I can't tell you how many free boob shots I got for that because I didn't give beer unless they lifted their top. Oh boy! Uh, if I didn't think we were going to get canceled earlier in this podcast, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the statute of limitations are way over on that deal, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um what was the topic we were going to talk about tonight i can't even remember now uh i think we're i was actually going to talk about uh some of my own personal journey but i think we'll save that for an entirely different uh conversation because seems odd to pivot to that now well it well no (laughs) this is good because it's going to add to uh shame that i feel and i'm it would be good to talk about uh, <laughs> is um, if we get another one, because I do feel like maybe we're, we're teetering on being canceled. Um, so anyway, this has been old man strength. Uh, <laughs> I I appreciate we'll just rebrand. We can rebrand. <laughs> that, that was like literally my computer is just like no you guys just need to be done and it just died <laughs> so uh listeners right before chris and i had tried to record earlier tonight i had tested everything out and i stepped away from my computer and i came back and it wasn't recognizing my camera and it wasn't recognizing my microphone and uh, then I tried to restart it, and then I got the blue screen of death. And so n- then we were able to, to successfully record for an hour and a half of whatever nonsense, if you're still listening, that you listen to. Uh, and then literally as I'm trying to wrap us up, my computer's like, no, uh, you guys should have stopped a while ago. I've been listening <laughs> this stopped. entire time, and you're terrible. Five minutes ago before Chris admitted to sexually harassing women for beer. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. Um, boy. Uh, Our own this... podcast tried to cancel us. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
this has been an off the rails one, but this has been something I have needed. Uh, I'll give a little kind of teaser to the next time that we do talk. Uh, I've been struggling lately um, with kind of depression and and my mental health, and so I've just needed in a like some time to just crush some drinks and bullshit with a friend. And so this was exactly what I needed sans the, you know, computer dying. Uh, I wish I knew a guy who ran a computer store that I could bring this in to, to get serviced, but that, that guy has been out of the game for a while. You, um, that guy. <laughs> you, you do not want that guy. I, I don't know. Bill, Bill gave a, a, a ringing endorsement. He said that got him through grad school. It, it did. At, at one time, we did we did have a nice little thing going there. So, I mean, although Bill, he didn't remember the location. Well, Bill was on the football team, so I don't know how much he used that thing in undergrad, he to be fair. Kicker. Let's not get <laughs> He was a place kicker. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, I think he still I, has records that last to this day. I, I'm not saying that he wasn't record setting at Drake. <laughs> just saying that he was a place kicker which is more I, than what i could do because i quit after two weeks of football practice so i'm just saying yeah anyway anyway uh i don't know what's going on with my computer i'm a little worried because i have to record a better units this weekend um i thought aaron did all the work for that well he does but he doesn't run my computer oh i thought maybe you could just phone you can go uh, and own it. I'm actually going to just have... That's uh, what JT does, right? Isn't that what JT does? It, it, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm going to just have like a cassette tape and just uh, record on a cassette <laughs> tape. And then I'll, I'll just Western Union uh, cassette tape to Aaron and he can rip that off and, and record my audio in. For the younger viewers, a cassette tape is a little <laughs> plastic square thing that would go into a slot and it would have a tape thing in it. And then if it got spooled wrong, you could put a pencil in it and tighten it back up. And if you wanted to, if you wanted to record your favorite song off of the radio, what you had to do is wait for it to come on and hope you yes. hit press that you pressed record quick enough to to get that. And so right. whenever, whenever you had uh, your your ghetto blaster, as we called them, or boom boxes back in the day, or if you were lucky enough to have the Walkman. Uh, and you would listen to your favorite song. It would always have about five seconds or intro or outro with it with the local radio station DJ. That's right. When you can make <laughs> your mixtape and try to impress your girlfriend. Oh yeah, I tried uh, an awful lot of impressing. Did not succeed with the impressing, but I tried an awful lot. I did. I tried a lot too. Yeah, um, but you know, I didn't have a lot of opportunity. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing that, that, that we can get into. Um, just because you had a color me bad beard didn't mean that you were using color me bad. Um, listen, you you two can rip on the beard all I all you want. That was stylish back then in nineteen ninety four. It was cool. <coughs> I looked good, and I look good now. Uh huh. I I I had someone the other day in uh in where was I? Oh, I was stopped to get gas and picked up like uh 
um, uh, a, a soda and a candy bar or whatever. And, and the guy behind the counter is like, how long did it take you to grow that beard? I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I've had the beard for forever. He's like, oh, you just trim it up then every now? Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I really like that beard. I'm like, okay, well, this is weird. We're going to end this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to go back out to my car now. <laughs> two years ago, I decided I, I never grew my beard like really long or whatever. And two years ago, I decided I'm just going to let it grow like and, and really style it and whatever. And I would go to a to a place downtown and they would trim the beard and kind of shape it properly, you know, and I would grow it deep, farther down and farther down and farther down to the point where I bought this beard straightener. Oh yeah. I've seen those. I thought about that. Uh, and actually it was just a heated brush, right? Yeah. And I would brush it all the way out. And then mm. I'd put the product in and then I would just straighten that thing. And it would literally yeah. hang down probably, I mean, it was probably a good four or five inches. Oh sure. And sure. I, I, mean, I mine's, mine's right here right now. So yeah, I loved it. It was, it was, I absolutely loved it. Want to know who didn't love it? Stacy. Stacy hated it hated it yeah and i can't grow it again i would love to grow it again but uh she was not a fan of it at all I've, and here's I've, what's sad is i would get a shit ton of compliments oh like yeah i know work and everything else and i'd come home and i'm like honey so and so really like my beard today does your opinion matter more than mine <laughs> Well, no, but I'm just saying other people like it. Why don't you like it? Yeah, you know, this is the second or third time I've grown it out as long as it is. And this is not as long uh, as it's been in the past. I've looked into those those heated brush beard straighteners. Yeah. Um, I almost bought one the other day. But like a good, like a, like a, like a boar's hair or a horse hair, like brush. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, or I've got like a beech wood or a sandalwood comb that's really nice too. And like to mix yeah. those up certainly really helps. A good balm and a good oil certainly helps. But I, I have like balm. I can't do the oil. The oil doesn't feel like it gets in and softens it enough. Well, so, so that you you put the argan oil on before you brush it or you sandalwood right. comb it and then it mixes in a little bit. But you yeah. I think too many people when they use an oil, they go too heavy handed. It has to be extremely yes. light. Yeah. Right. I think that's probably the problem. I ended up finding this stuff called um beard jelly. Yeah. It's kind of like a balm. But and that worked really well. I really like that and I like the smell of it. But I would <laughs> I was working at my old company and I would wear dress shirts or whatever. And after like spring, I would look and it would that beard jelly had stained the collar on a lot of my shirts yeah that's the thing like any of those products that i use i use very like i'd rather just use like a really good conditioner in the shower yeah. and then use a, a brush to kind of to to get it out but i do get a little bit of a beard wave i've thought about the beard straightener just to see what it would do but i don't know i i don't again i also don't want to i mean dude i i I trim my hair super short so I don't have to spend a whole lot of time in the morning getting ready. Like, well, I'm seriously, I'm not shaving for November because it's no shave November for, for cancer awareness. So we'll see where I'm at by the time I get to my birthday, December 4th. We'll see how much I've got here and maybe I'll start 
going and 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 growing it again. Um, I think you should just tell Stacy that that for the year of 2022, it's an entire fundraiser. Yeah, she won't buy that. I I bet our listeners could could raise some money each month, uh, to help this going. <laughs> And we have to pick a charity that that Stacy will really feel guilty about you giving up on, right? Yeah, yeah. You you Probably. think about that, listeners. If you have any idea of what Stacy can't say no to, that's right. What charity we could donate to for Chris to grow a beard for twenty twenty two? That I would, my wife would be okay with. I would love to see that. I think that would be great. I did make. I did make new t-shirts for, for no shave November that I raised money for. I saw those. Absolutely. Real beards grow men. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Um, so when yeah. I did have my beard, I bought this t-shirt that said, sorry, ladies, this beard was taken. And I used to wear it all the time with her. I'm sure she was, she was impressed. <laughs> that might've contributed a little bit to her annoyance of, <sighs> of the beard. Look, look, man, I'm I'm too old to impress anyone. Uh, at this point, it's all about just whatever makes me happy. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I've got so little in my life. Just give me the one thing. <laughs> just give me the beard. Just let me grow my beard in peace. <laughs> oh man, I know. My my daughter loves it, which is the best part. She's six six and a half years old. She's in first grade. Uh, my girlfriend's granddaughter thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, so I'm going to keep it. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Well, now that we've, we've gotten back up and running and talked about beards, because there's not enough that we have uh, driven our listeners insane with tonight. Okay. Uh, to the three of you who have not canceled us or given up on us, we thank you very much for listening to <laughs> another edition of old man Trank. This one was a little bit different. Um, we promised a little bit more intimate conversation here coming up, but this one was fun for us. If there's one thing that I really enjoy is just the ability for Chris and I to get together and bullshit. And, uh, you know, man, I always feel good after talking to you, Chris. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. Same. Uh, but, Same. Uh, yeah, we, we thank you for listening to another edition of old man strength. Some more, ideas on the horizon um maybe some more guests if you guys have any thoughts feedback anything you want us to tackle any guests you want us to talk to uh please let us know we are available you can reach us at strength underscore wait it's strength underscore old right yep mm-hmm. uh grad uh, side dad tim johnson mn you can find us there on twitter uh, there's probably other social media we could be on. Chris we're on Lee's, Facebook. We're on Facebook, right? Well, see, that's because you're an extra old. I I got I got off wow. of Facebook because I'm wow. only kind of old. Uh, you recently learned TikTok. Tic- we're on TikTok. Oh, that's right. We are on TikTok. Yeah. What is our videos last week? What is our TikTok? Oh God! Now you're gonna make me look. Hold on. Whoops, hold on. That's the wrong algorithm. Uh, at strength underscore old. 
There was literally nothing more old man than to, for you to literally try to figure out our TikTok and have a There's, video play. That I was... pitched a video earlier of some dude that that trashed the little Christmas cakes from Hostess. Uh, I just sat and told him what a moron he was because those Christmas cakes are the shit. Uh, Caitlin, come get your dad. Help him learn how to work these things. You don't like Christmas cakes? <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I, I'm. I well, I don't. I'm not a huge christmas fan that's a whole other thing oh my god dude you can separate your anti-christmas to the fact that those treats are amazing i don't i don't even know what you mean by christmas cakes those little hostess cakes that look like christmas trees you know man i'm not like a big grocery store sweet guy there's are they are they like a you make fun of me for not knowing music and we're gonna sit here and talk about hostess cakes and you don't know what i'm talking about yeah, dude, one is literally arts and culture. Another thing is fucking sweets in a grocery store. No, I can't even be friends with you now. <laughs> <laughs> are they like are they like a ho ho? Are they like a <laughs> Are you serious? I don't are know what these serious? are. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, hold on. Hostess Christmas cakes. Yeah, you They're said this the to greatest me over the chat. Christmas tree cake. Christmas tree right here. I copy image. I'm gonna send it to you in our chat. Everybody on, on, that's listening can. Figure I know, it out. man. It, it's that on this thing. It really makes me unrefined and uncultured that I do yeah. not understand. Right. I'm Slack. Turn your notifications on. I sent you a photo. Okay. All right. It's those little things are they're little oh, Debbie. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, little. So, okay. I get, I no, like I get the concept of these things. It's like I a yellow sponge cake with. I, I, it's not. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't grow up in a fancy household where we had little Debbie. <laughs> you got the Aldi's knockoff brand. Is that what you got? Uh, yeah, exactly. All I'm saying is, is this guy said I had the Econo the Foods. They were the worst snack cakes. In, in history, and that's a bullshit lie. I, I, I'm going to have to go out and get some. I'm going to make, yeah. that's going to be my, my mission is to go out and get some of these things and try. I they, They're probably already out already, right? Because it, it's are, already Christmas time. Yeah. Yes. Dude, I heard a Christmas song on the radio, and I, I lost I lost it. It's too early. Yeah, no, you can't. It's It's a little too early for that. I put my Christmas lights up. I will say that I have not turned them on, but I, I put them up only because it's going to get too cold to do that shit. Oh no, I, I'll do it my birthday weekend. That's usually when I do it. My birthday weekend. It's supposed to, it's supposed to snow here this weekend. And so like last weekend it was 60 degrees and I'm like, this is a good weekend to do this where, where I can be up on a ladder with a beer in hand and hang some Christmas lights. Okay. This, I just had a brilliant idea. This is what we're going to do. Okay. A special, a special edition of Old Man Strength on YouTube. We buy, we we have we have our listeners give us the top five or top ten hostess little Debbie treats. We eat them and rank them. Ooh, I like I like this idea. Uh, and we broadcast it on YouTube. 
Could be old fat man strength is what this old is. Old fat man strength. <laughs> it's gotta be on a Saturday though, because I weigh in on Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this. This is what we're doing. I, I, I like this. Uh friend of the podcast, Kyvan Gadsden. Is that what you do? Is you, you just purge right at, or you go ahead and binge right after your weigh in? Is that how that goes? Right. Um, All right, I'm throwing it out there. We need a ranking of the top ten. Hostess or Little Debbie cakes or snacks, we will eat them and rank them. Okay, I I'm down. I like this. This is a good uh, YouTube challenge. I think this is great. Uh, right. So yes, so please contact us at uh, strength underscore old at side dad at Tim Johnson M N. Find us on Facebook on whatever the hell our Facebook address is. Old find Man us on, Strength. You can search for Old Man Strength Podcast. Find us on TikTok because apparently we're, I don't know. We're not viral there, but we're, it's. No, if we're viral. That might be an entirely different thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please visit us on uh, the Tailgate Society. You can find us in your Spotify feed. Uh, uh, the Tailgate Society, please visit Revelton Distillery. Chris, what were you drinking tonight from Revelton? Uh, I did drink, uh, I put a little tweet out there and people voted for vodka and lemonade. So I had a little honey vodka and lemonade drink that was pretty good. Uh, I over poured a little bit on the vodka, I believe. Um, I'm now much better now. It's, it's I was gonna so say, happy. so we get to blame this on Rob. Is that what that is? We can blame it on Rob. That's <laughs> Excellent. Um, I think that is it, Chris. Anything else you want to plug, talk about? Nope. Uh, I think uh, we're going to be good. Uh, let's let's hope for uh, some some kindness and some some happiness, and and uh, maybe we'll uh, eventually. I've uh, been talking again to Marcus Pfizer about coming on, doing a little basketball talk, and bring uh, Marcus on and. Uh, and go from there and uh might have a little lead on an interview with troy davis oh boy if we could get td i i will wear my jersey that says to tim good luck at isu troy davis from when he was there signed at the west just little nuggets keys signed at the west ames iv that's fantastic excellent well you heard it here folks so you get ready for that once again, this has been Old Man Strength. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shipley. And if you are still listening at this point, we thank you and our humblest apologies. We will see you guys <laughs> next time. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours terrorizing street corners Just to try to get some supper in our hands Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest Scream bloody murder until someone understands That it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women I make this noise just because I can And we'll all join in To that original sin